everyone. It's Sandy Chong here from the Australian Hairdressing Council. And I've got Garth and Susie Russell, and they're from Wellbeings and Co. Now, running a business, as you know, is always a challenge, but it's been more of a challenge in the last few years. We would all have to admit that. And what is wellbeing? We have to look after ourselves when we're looking after our businesses. So we're going to have a chat to Garth and Susie about well-being and what does that mean? What does that look like? What does that feel like? Because it's really important for us to be able to take care of ourselves and our business and all of those that we take care of in our businesses and our community that we take care of our well-being. So I'm going to pass over straight to Garth and Susie and they're going to have a chat about well-being and what that means to us. Thanks. Hi Garth. Hi Susie. Hey Sandy. Hi lovely Sandy. To, lovely to be here and and we always love this opportunity to share a little bit of what we've learned, what we share with other people. And I think it'd be fair to say, Susie, probably more than me, is very cognizant of the what what hairdressers have been through in this this time. Mm. We, we both use hairdressers. And I think it'd be fair to mm. say, first of all, we'd like to congratulate you for what you have been able to withstand, what you have been able to do, and the fact that you're back now turning up every day for for your clients and, mm. and we know that your clients very much trust you as hairdressers to 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 listen to what the issues are for them as well it's a it's a really important relationship we totally get that don't we that's right and you have to keep nurturing that relationship and you know we're going to go through more challenging times and so today we wanted to come on and have a chat about you know the foundations and where we can start because and and Sandy, you know, you said it in the beginning. It, you know, what does it feel like? What does it look like? And what does it mean to someone? That whole notion is so individual because we're all individuals and we're all unique. So something might be working for someone with their health and well-being, but it might not work for the next person. So out of this conversation, what we would love is that you take something away for yourself as an individual, as a human being, and and in whatever roles and hats you wear in life because we're all different. Mm. And and with what we always do, it's it's I guess being appreciative of people that that understand that wellbeing is important. To first of all acknowledge that wellbeing needs to be near the top of our list, not at the bottom, because from there, from that awareness, then comes education, then comes that process where people have a growth mindset around this. It's so important that we don't stick our heads in the sand and go, I'll be okay. The people around me will be magically okay. We'll all bounce back from this. It's not the case. We have to be prepared to be brave and courageous enough to go, all right, I need to have a look at where I am and I need to to work on ways that I can improve how I'm feeling about myself and how I feel about the people around me. And well-being is the platform that we use to help people move forward and 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 find resistance or find resilience and a stability in what is continuing to be a very unstable world. Mm, and so it's like the foundations of a house. If we go to build a house, one of the first things that we look at is, you know, what 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 are the what the what the ground is is feeling like, what's what's there, what's in the earth. So, you know, human beings are no different. We need our foundations too. And you can start to set some of your own foundations. And by that we don't mean to, you know, for this to be overwhelming. What we love to talk about is really small steps and make things simple and easy for yourself. Because if it's going to be simple and easy and they're small steps, it's going to be more sustainable. And look, believe you me, the smaller, the better, because that's where you can see 
major change and major transformation. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. It doesn't have to be something you do seven times, you know, seven days a week, seven times a week. It's just what we really encourage is start small, but be consistent and act on it. Like do it. Don't mm. not do something about it. So when we decided to launch Wellbeings and Co, it was pre-COVID. Um, and we knew there was a real appetite for people to to work on their health and well-being uh, um, as we've, you know, sort of trying to navigate our way through and beyond COVID, um, that need is is greater than ever. So we we thought, okay, how do we want to mm. approach um, well-being? How can we make it easy for people to understand? And as Sue's alluded to, it is about foundations. It is about pillars. So we talk about the five main pillars of well-being and they are psych- psychological, emotional, physical, social and even spiritual and our our whole aim is to help people identify those parts of their lives mm. that they can build on those foundations to to create a, a positive trajectory because i think what happens is quite often we get stuck we get overwhelmed we don't really know what to do next and our mission is to make as sue says those those steps forward incremental and small but then to put them under those different pillars of well-being That's so we right. can we, we we're very interesting creatures but we look holistically at what makes someone well and it's not just what they eat or it's not just what they what they think it's it's a it's a it's a whole pie if you like and we we're looking and we at delve whole, into we're that we're looking at a whole human being so these when you think of an activity or thinking think of something that you would like to do um in terms of improving and enhancing your health and well-being think of activities and it could be one activity but it actually ticks off all the pillars of well-being so that it might be going for a swim um or it might be okay let's use going for a walk just going for a morning walk and you decide to do that once a week and you decide that you might do it alone or you might do it with a friend. So straight away, if you decide to do it with a friend, you've got that social connection. And it might be that you're going walking in nature. Um, you know, whatever it is, it might be listening to music. It might be gathering with some friends once a week. As long as you're nurturing yourself and you're showing yourself that self-care that we all need, that I guess uh, we talk a lot about growing up in cultures where self-care was was viewed as being selfish. And I mean, you know, you, you, you're you all in a service industry. You, you are all about serving other people. But at the end of the day, you have to serve yourself first and you have to meet yourself first in all of this because it's about showing up. And if you show up for yourself, you can show up for your family and your friends and all your clients. But if you're not showing up for yourself, then that's where the foundations start to get a bit shaky and we start to see the cracks appear. And then that's where we run into things like anxiety and depression and lots of mental health issues. And so that's what we really want to avoid so that when things do happen and we are faced with challenges, and let's face it, we're always going to be faced with challenges in life. Um, It's rare that it's a smooth ride, so to speak. Um, We have great days and we have great seasons and we have great chapters, but we know that things are going to happen. And that's okay because it's life. And if you've got the foundations that are really nice and stable, then you're more more equipped to deal with those challenging times. So it's picking activities, um, it's finding hobbies, it's getting in touch with your creative side and the the amount of times that I hear people say, oh, I'm not creative. And that used to be me. I used to think, I used to walk around saying that many years ago 
but I am creative because we're all creative human beings. It's just that somewhere along the line we may have lost that creativity because that's how we're born into this world. We're all creative beings. So it's tapping into who you are, the essence of who you are and what activity. So we're not about to say you've got to do this, you've got to do that. We're about finding things that have meaning in your life. So go back to when you were, were, were a child and worked out, well, what was it that you liked to do? And interestingly enough, you know, that's where you can sort of tap in and go, well, I used to like walking in the bush. And I used to go walking um, in the bush with one of my friends in the neighbourhood when we were kids. And I thought, well, I've got to get back to nature and start walking in the bush because I know it makes me feel good. So wherever that is for you or whatever those activities are for you, it might be picking up a guitar and playing some music because you haven't done that in a long time. Or it might be just reaching out to someone, a friend that you haven't had contact with for a while. But it's just taking that step and acting on it and not thinking about it. It's getting out of your head and actually starting to do something. I almost by accident found one activity that I do once a week for two hours that ticks off on all those five foundations of well-being we spoke about. And for me, it is meeting up with a, a bunch of blokes on a Saturday morning. We get there between 6 and 6.30 down at Merriweather Baths in Newcastle. We we do our laps. We come out and we talk and we take the, the mickey out of each other and we laugh and we share and we go and have a coffee and we talk some more and talk rubbish as <laughs> as we choose to do. And I've been doing this for about three and a half years and it was almost coincidental that around the time I started talking about the foundations of well-being, I realised that in that one activity that takes me two hours a week, I tick off on my physical because we do our laps, my emotional and social and psychological because we all connect. And it's even spiritual in that on a freezing cold winter's morning when you've done your first lap in Merriweather Baths and you hit the the ocean end of the pool and I always stop and I look and I can watch the sun come up through a misty winter's morning, there's nowhere else I'd rather be and I, 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 I liken it to a, to a spiritual experience. I could be lying in bed, you know, sort of warm on a Saturday morning but in that one moment I go, this is exactly where I need to be and I do that habitually every week and I can tell you that one that one routine feeds into all those parts of well-being that we were talking about. So we we set out to demystify well-being, encourage people to to as I said prioritize well-being and then help people create those habits that feed into all those areas of well-being that we're that we've been talking about. As human beings what we tend to do is complicate things mm. or you know we we tend to ruminate or think about things too often and we don't actually act on them so we try and take the complication and the overwhelm out of well-being and just get people taking small steps consistently on a regular basis just to develop that habit and it doesn't matter if it's once a week uh, it doesn't matter where you start as long as you start because mm -hmm. you're doing this for yourself one of our favorite analogies is and I know that we haven't been far these days and it is an airplane analogy when you get on the aircraft and they give you the safety, um, the safety talk, and in that safety talk they say, before you can help anyone else, you must fit the oxygen mask to yourself. Even before your kids. Even before your kids and anyone else around you, you must fit that oxygen mask first. And I think there's less than 30 seconds, right, that you've got to fit that oxygen mask before the plane starts to lose oxygen. 
So obviously that's an extreme analogy and it is an emergency, but it's a really good indication to say, I have to start showing up for myself and I have to put my oxygen mask on me. And I had a girlfriend say that to me over the phone today. We were just having a conversation and she said, Suze, are you fitting your oxygen mask on you? And I said, yes, I am because I've learned now that it's a habit. And if all of my foundations are okay and they're pretty stable, then everything else around me is going to be okay. And that means my family, mm. my work colleagues and everyone else, and 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 especially for someone like you with all those clients. Mm. So we love to work with individuals. We love to work with teams. Um, we, work, we work as coaches. We have a, um, online programs that help re- establish and embed the sorts of things that we talk about we tell lots of stories because you can tell we've been around for a little while we've uh, between the two of us you we've have. had more than <laughs> a few more years than you quite as long <laughs> um but we have our experiences and we have things that have that we've learned and we put them through now the filter of how we can help take those experiences the things that we've studied the theories Um, package it all up and help educate people to, as we said, really prioritise their wellbeing for their benefit and those around them. I think that, um, I mean, some of the things that you were talking just then, they resonate so much with me because I do think that especially over the pandemic, but even before the pandemic, you know, we all put ourselves last if we're a leader or if we're a business owner or if we're the manager. We put everybody else first. And, yes, we do put our families first as well. So, you know, that made so much sense to me. And I love the five pillars of the well-being, being the psychological, the emotional, the physical, the social and the spiritual. You know, that makes a lot of sense too. And we have another program called The Schmooze, which is about um, 40 minutes and it's a podcast. And I'd love to invite the two of you to talk more about, you know, well-being and, and breaking down each of those pillars. I think that would be great. Um, I live opposite Merriweather Beach and my husband does swim in the baths as well. Um, I don't do wet, so that does nothing for me. Even though we live at the beach, I'll dangle my toes in sometimes. Um, But I like to go for a walk and so we all like different things. I'm always begging my husband to please take me for a walk, but he wants to have a swim. But um, anyway, I think that, uh, and even thinking about what you said, Susie, about what did you like when you were little, I think that's why those colouring books became very popular Mm. not long ago because, you know, we do like colouring in and even I like colouring as well, you know, although I go out the lines a lot. um, (laughs) like to laugh, a bit of a scribbler. But anyway, thank you so much for your time. That was really interesting. And I think a really great reminder to all of us to put ourselves first, to think about our own well-being before we can take care of everybody else's. I know that you're not far from my salon. I think I might love to book you in to do some well-being um, coaching in my own salon. So I think I might uh, uh, send you off an email ASAP and book a date. And um, and we'll also get you back to do the schmooze with us. Is that okay? Lovely. We'd love to schmooze great. with you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank, Thank you. you so much. All the very best. Thank Bye. you.